Hello, and welcome to Be an Instructional Design Rockstar with Blair Stamper. We're in season two of this podcast, and we're going to do things a little bit differently. And as many of you know, I'm currently working on my dissertation with Arizona State University. So this season is actually going to be part of my research design. And what that means is this podcast is going to be used more so as a reflective piece from beginning to end of an entire design and development process. So each podcast will be a week-long amount of reflections, and I'm really excited to share this with you. Let's get started. January 21st, 2022. This week, I was able to accomplish further integrations of the ICAP framework into the design of our online courses. First, I created a document that explained the ICAP framework and that could be used as a reference by our faculty. This document is rooted in the research published by Chi in 2009 and includes a description of the entire framework and descriptions of the levels within the ICAP, which is the interactive, constructive, active, and passive. I shared this document with my instructional design colleagues at the university who provided some great feedback. They suggested providing a purpose statement that explained how this document would be used, as well as specific examples of the types of activities within each level. We also discussed as a team how we can use this document and the research to help identify the types of engagement levels of media we create for our online courses. I'm excited to see this work come to fruition and further help our processes become easier for our faculty. This semester, I'm working with five courses and six faculty members to build their online courses. I was able to meet virtually with all six faculty members this week and began to get to know their courses. Each course has been taught in some modality in the past, whether it be face-to-face, bichronous, which is asynchronous with a synchronous component, or some version of online and they all have great foundations in the types of resources and activities that are being used to teach the content. Out of the five courses, the topic of active learning specifically through the ICAP framework was organically brought up. Three out of the five courses already had all four levels of the ICAP framework. One course only had interactive, constructive, and active, and the fifth course only had active and passive. For those courses with all four levels, we'll work to refine the levels of engagement available and add additional instructor presence and or media at the different levels of the ICAP framework. For the course missing the interactive level, I'll discuss how to add student interaction in the course through the use of peer review, virtual discussions, group reflections, or other ideas. For the course with only active and passive, I'll discuss the ICAP framework in later consultations with encouragement and direction for how to integrate constructive and interactive levels in the course. Reflection Recap. One of my greatest successes this week was my ability to weave discussion regarding the ICAP framework into every single conversation I had with faculty members this week. Interestingly, Four out of five courses already had different levels of the ICAP framework besides just active and passive in their course, 
So it was a matter of bringing this conversation to life and putting a name to these different engagement levels. My greatest challenge is one of my courses isn't quite prepared for shifting to the online format. So due to this, I'm using my best judgment to discuss what is in the course already and what changes might be occurring in the curriculum changes. Because of this, I did not bring up the ICAT framework yet, but I plan to in our next consultation meeting. How did using the active learning course planning map impact the course design and development process this week? I was able to use the ICAT framework as a discussion in regards to active learning. I actually put on my Twitter as well how much easier it has been to be able to bring the active learning idea from this abstract idea to a concrete idea. So this conversation came up organically in three out of the five initial consultation meetings. And faculty seemed really receptive to the idea and the ability to reflect upon the variety of engagement levels possible in an online course. How did using the active learning course planning map differ this week from previous iterations of the course design and development cohorts without the tool? The description of the course planning map went a lot smoother than in previous iterations. Uh, but it was first introduced in the onboarding where faculty actually had to download it and then share it with me. So they were actually doing something with it rather than just reviewing it. And as well as the document was much more refined with specific directions than previous iterations. Previously, we relied on the instructional designer to actually sit down and explain the whole document with the faculty. But this time we actually put detailed instructions for each section of the course planning map. Faculty didn't seem to have any questions in regards to the map, only the engagement level identification, which related to the ICAP framework. This column was then explained in our initial consultation meetings. Thank you for joining Being Instructional Design Rockstar with Blair Stamper. I really hope this episode has helped you get into the mind of an instructional designer as I go through an entire design and development process. See you next time.